This statue of the sixth Marquess of Londonderry was created by John Tweed and dedicated in 1915. He is dressed in the Order of the Garter and carrying plans for an extension to the harbour. The statue sits in front of a building that was the Londonderry Officers, which is now residential. In 1821, Charles William Stuart, who was to become the third Marquess of Londonderry, a controversial figure who had huge impact on the development of Seaham, bought Seaham Hall on the north side of the town from Sir Ralph Milbank. We will hear more of the Milbanks later on. A notice of sale of Seaham Hall was published in the Durham County Advertiser the 11th of August 1821 that declared, The limestone on the estate is so abundant and the coal incontiguous as to give the readiest means of establishing a vastly extensive and profitable trade. Norman Emery explains in his book The Coal Miners of Durham, The Vane Tempest family had coal workings in the Rainton area west of Durham City. Following the marriage in 1819 of Anne Vane Tempest, Countess of Antrim, to the third Marquess of Londonderry, a soldier and diplomat to the courts of Berlin and Vienna, the exploitation of coal increased. Together, the Marquess and Marchioness developed coal mines, a railroad and the harbour at Seaham. They invested in the town, creating public buildings and amenities. The Londonderries owned the homes the miners lived in, controlling many aspects of their lives. In 1844, striking miners, asking for better conditions and pay, were forcibly removed from their homes as replacement labour was brought in from other parts of the country. This was replicated in mining communities across the Northumberland and Durham coalfields, with Lord Londonderry considered particularly harsh. He famously wrote to the shopkeepers of Seaham in July 1844, warning that if they give credit to pitmen who hold off work, they will never have any custom or dealings from Lord Londonderry or his agents' large concerns. Norman Emery's book, The Coal Miners of Durham, includes a quote from a poem called On Londonderry, written by John Doyle, a 20th century miner at Horden Colliery. His lordship reached three score and ten, a very fine performance when... One thinks how many did him scorn and wished him dead ere he was born. The paradox around Lord Londonderry in the 19th century equally applies to 20th century attitudes to climate change. There is contradiction around what world leaders say and actions taken or not taken to address the climate emergency. Teenage climate change activist Greta Thunberg, speaking at the 2021 Youth for Climate Change Conference in Milan, Italy, criticised politicians, saying, Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words that sound great, but so far have not led to action. Our hopes and ambitions drowned in their empty promises. To fully grasp issues around climate change, we need to understand exactly what is meant by climate. The World Meteorological Organization a specialised agency of the United Nations, describes itself as being dedicated to international cooperation and coordination on the state and behaviour of the Earth's atmosphere, its interaction with the land and oceans, the weather and climate it produces, and the resulting distribution of water resources. Climate refers to average weather conditions over a period of time, ranging from months to thousands or millions of years. The World Meteorological Organization defines the minimum period of measurement as being 30 years. 
Therefore, a cold day, followed by a few warm days, and then another cold spell, isn't climate change, but merely fluctuations in weather patterns. But an average temperature change over a period of 30 years is climate change, with multiples of 30 years indicating the direction the climate is heading. We're now going to walk north along the seafront to a sculpture called The Three Pits. Take time to admire 1101, known locally as Tommy, Ray Lonsdale's steel sculpture of a World War I soldier, a Tommy, 